Welcome to Sunday Live Fellowship. You are listening to our live Sunday morning service. Please feel free to join us live via Zoom. The meeting ID is notated on our podcast page. Now turn with me please to Luke chapter 10 verses 40 and 41 and Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 that's Luke chapter 10 verses 40 and 41 and Philippians 3:13 while you're finding those passages in earmarking them because we have to I had a conversation with Tam this week our um, minister of music at the church and in fact we talked on Monday so it was the beginning of the week and we were talking about how someone had called her the Saturday night before and asked her to upload a song for the next day which was Sunday and she was like I spend all week getting ready for Sunday morning I I can't upload something at the last minute and my response to Tam was There are always only two things on my mind all week. One, what am I cooking for dinner? And two, what am I preaching on Sunday? When I finish preaching on Sunday, I'm already seeking God, asking what do you want me to preach next week? And dinner? Mm, dinner. You can ask me on Monday what I'm going to be cooking all week. Mm, Monday, we're going to have fried chicken wings. Tuesday, we're having spaghetti. Wednesday, we're having tacos. Thursday, hamburgers and french fries. And Friday, I'm going to whip up some Chinese. So I always have two things on my mind. Dinner and preaching but our text is telling us to have only one thing on our mind let's read our two scripture passages and see if we can get some help here luke chapter 10 verse 40 and 41 but martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Verse 41, Martha, Martha. Mm. Anytime, this is me talking, anytime Jesus say your name twice, you know you're in trouble. That's like when your mama call your whole name like Denise Marie Fleming, you know you did something wrong. Verse 41, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. Verse 42, but few things are needed or indeed only one Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Philippians 3 and 13. Brothers and sisters, 
I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. Heavenly Father, oh God, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we thank you. Hallelujah for another day. Oh, we bless your wonderful name. We wake up this morning with praise and thanksgiving as we consider the opportunity of another day. We thank you that it's Sunday morning. We pray, oh God, that you would give us clarity to our purpose. God, that we would not be distracted by many things but that we would focus on what is needful, one thing. God, we bring up those names, oh God, that we called out before prayer. Uh, oh God, that you would touch each and every one, the one, oh God, that will be receiving a pacemaker. The leg, oh God, that needs to be healed from the inside out. Those that have lost loved ones, touch, oh God, heal and deliver. God, we pray for those that are in quarantine right now because of COVID exposure and for <coughs> those that have contracted COVID. Now, God, we pray for <coughs> these few words that have been prepared. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, God, have your way. Ride upon each word. Let your anointing break forth, oh, God, that it would break the yokes in our lives that need to be broken. Help us to say yes and amen. Oh, God, cause me to sit down while you stand up. Oh, God, you get all the glory in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse 42 of Luke 10, but few things are needed or indeed only one. The B part of Philippians 3.13, but one thing I do. I would like to use for a topic just one thing. Just one thing. Why am I saying we need to have only one thing on our mind? Because God is so easily forgotten in all of the madness of our busy lives. Who has time to pay attention to spiritual things? Beloved, we can sometimes be too busy, too tired, too entertained, or too overwhelmed to even care. Or maybe in your deepest heart, you do care, but you don't know how to fix it. On one hand, we have all the stuff on our plate and responsibilities weighing us down. But on the other hand, we have God who is saying in his word, be still and know that I am God. Being still sounds so good. 
But we live in the squeeze of pressing demands. Is this what God wants from us? Our text here in Luke, Jesus gives us the answer. In our text, Jesus is entering a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. And she had a sister named Mary. Mm. Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening to every word that Jesus was saying. But Martha... Martha was distracted with much serving. Mm -hmm. And she went up to Jesus and said, Lord, do you not even care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Many of us have felt like coming to Martha's defense. I know I have. When we read this, oh, poor Martha. Martha is stuck doing all the work. She only wanted to serve. Here's another thing. If everyone was like Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus, who's going to fry the chicken and what we're going to eat? But Jesus said, one thing is necessary. But then I ask myself, personally, is, is my life reflected in a way where only one thing is reflected in how I use my time. I'm, I'm not even used to thinking about only one thing. When I look at how I manage my time, I, I can break it down usually into three categories. The things that I got to do, such as I got to pay my bills. I got to cook dinner. And then I look at things that I should be doing, mm, like going for a walk every day or cleaning that nasty refrigerator and oven. And then I look at things that I want to do and think about, like taking a trip or going out to eat. But Jesus is saying only one thing is necessary. If this were a suggestion from a book, a good book, or a friend, I might be able to dismiss this as just being a little too simple. But this is Jesus talking, and Jesus is never simplistic. He's speaking to Martha's heart and cutting right through all of her excuses and defenses. Mm. Really? Really, Jesus? Just one thing? Mm. Let's use our imagination for just a moment. Imagine that God invited you to a great buffet. You see the great table overflowing with spiritual food. Everything you really need is at the table. <laughs> Comfort, wisdom, peace. Love, worth, joy, victory, forgiveness, 
truth, patience. Oh, it's a buffet. And the list goes on and on. God's heart is that you would sit down at the table with him and eat as much as you need to walk away satisfied and equipped with everything that you need to do his will. But how many of us do not sit and eat spiritual food? We do a drive-by through a drive through window. We dash in and get a quick bite and our spiritual strength, that's why your spiritual strength is gone before noon. Sadly to say, even worse, many people stand outside the banquet hall, the spiritual banquet hall, and depend on someone else to bring them leftovers. Yeah, you know who you are. Didn't go to church and want to ask somebody else, what did she preach about today? What did the choir sing? How many people were in the service? Beloved! This is not only lazy, it makes no sense when we have each been given a personal invitation to come and dine. But what's even worse than that? There are many people crawling around under the table picking up crumbs, wondering why you feel so weak and empty. Come, beloved, come to the table and dine. Sit with your generous Lord and he will feed your starving soul. When was the last time you sat down and ate a meal with Jesus? But I hear what you're saying. How am I going to sit down and have a meal with Jesus? I'm glad you asked. Let's go now to St. John chapter 6. St. John chapter 6, verse 27. Now listen to me. Do not work for the food that spoils, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. 28. Then they ask him, what must we do to do the works God requires? Okay, now listen. Verse 29. What must we do to do the works that God requires? Verse 29. Jesus answered. The work of God is this. To believe in the one he has sent. Verse 35 of that same chapter. Then Jesus answered, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Verse 40. For my father's will is that everyone who looks to the son and believes in him shall have eternal life and I will raise them up at the last day. I'm not done. Verse 47. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. Beloved, to eat and drink with Jesus, 
you gotta believe. Eating is believing. Drinking is believing. Now someone is asking, believe what? Again, I'm glad you asked. That's easy. That's easy. Believe everything that Jesus says. But specifically here in this context, Jesus is telling them to believe that his death, the breaking of his body, and the spilling of his blood pays in full the penalty for our sin and that his perfect righteousness is freely given to us in exchange for my unrighteousness. Oh, we can stop right there and shout, hallelujah. Believing this is how when we believe this is how, when we believe in the death, burial, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ is how we dine with Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. Let's go back to our text. What else did Jesus say about Mary? Mary, the one that was sitting at his feet and hanging on to every word that Jesus spoke. Hallelujah. That's how we eat with him. Hang on to every word that he spoke. Hallelujah. So what else did Jesus say about Mary? Not only was she doing the one necessary thing, but Jesus said she had chosen the good portion. The good portion was necessary, but the good portion is a choice. Our bodies will not survive more than a few days without water. Water is necessary for life, but every day you and I have to choose to drink some water that will literally sustain our lives. The same is true of your spiritual cup. Listen to Psalm 73 and 26. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion. Hallelujah forever. Jesus was Mary's portion. Is he yours? Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me, I know I just read this. I'm going to read it again. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. And whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Is your hunger and thirst being satisfied in Jesus? Do you love being in his presence? If you are binging in the natural, if you are binging on junk food, you will not have an appetite for fresh and healthy food. And in the same way, your soul cannot crave the bread of life. If you, like Martha, are being distracted with many other things and anxious and troubled, as the world moves on in its frantic pace and many demands insist on our attention, we can become people who choose to be still and sit at the Lord's feet and listen to his voice. 
For it's believing his word. That's hanging on to every word of Jesus. Is believing his word that we will receive the good portion we need most. How we spend our time reveals what we think is spending our life on. How we spend our time reveals if we have an endless amount of hours to spend pursuing what we enjoy and spend little time with God. Beloved, one thing. Actually, what I want to pursue more seriously than I ever have is what Jesus told Martha, is the one necessary thing. Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which no one can take away from her. Mary sat quietly, listening carefully, to what Jesus was saying, while Martha was distracted with much serving. Mm. Why do I keep repeating this? Because it haunts me. I'm talking, I'm not talking about you. I told you I was preaching to me this morning. It haunts me because as much as I wish I was like Mary. <laughs> as much as I know I need to be like Mary, I am too much like Martha. I I'm afraid I would have chose, I know, I would have chosen the same distractions that, Martha's cho that Martha chose. I would have been in Martha's place. I know I would have. I probably would not have had the nerve to openly complain to Jesus, but I would have quietly had an attitude. My face would have been fixed because no one was helping me. I would have been thinking, how are you going to sit at the feet of Jesus with all these guests in our house? How are you going to ignore the way this place looks? How are you going to sit at the feet of Jesus with all these pots and pans piled up in the sink? Oh my God, beloved. There's only one thing. What's your one thing? If Jesus does not enthrall you, you are going to be so easily distracted. But let's be honest. Oh, we preaching today. Mm, let's be honest. The lesser thing that Martha chose the lesser thing will bring you more praise. As people praise you for all the work that you're doing. And the work that we do so often is not even, are not even the goals that we set. They are not even our best intentions. We have allowed other people, we have allowed life to dictate how we spend our time. I know I'm right. Psalms 27 and 4. One thing have I asked of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Mark 
12 and 30. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and all your strength. The Bible makes it clear that there's only one necessary thing and we must Seek that one thing with all of our being. God reminds us there is only one thing that can reorientate our souls to worship God and God alone. God alone is worthy of a one thing focus. The pursuit of God as our greatest pursuit gives us clarity and stability and wisdom as he enters into this hectic world and fulfills his calling in our everyday life of complexities and uncertainties. I'm almost done. Mm. Let's look at our second Bible passage in Philippians 3.13. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. Here Paul is writing with clarifying singularity of purpose and calling. Even in the midst of these complicated tensions within and outside the church, Paul is stating, you can go back to Philippians 1 and 20 where he writes, that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. Verse 21, he continues, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Christ will be honored whether I live or whether I die. But if I live for me to live is Christ Everything points to knowing God through his son, Jesus Christ. And this pursuit supersedes, surpasses all other pursuits. Philippians 3 and 8, I count everything else as loss. Because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Not that I have already obtained or have already been made perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ, here we go, has made me his own. Christ took hold of Paul. Now Paul is taking hold of Christ. And then he says, this is the only one thing that I want to make my own. I got to forget what is behind and I've got to press toward what lies ahead as I concentrate on the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. In a world where sirens were constantly blaring on every side, Paul was able to drown out the 
sound of those other voices and hear just one voice above all of the noise. And he said, the upward call of Christ is my only goal. It's my only focus. Just this one thing to set my compass on the purpose of Jesus Christ. To know and enjoy God in Christ. This one thing is the only thing that can give me clarity. That can give me stability. That can give me certainty. That can steady my soul and keep my feet moving in the right direction. So beloved, choose the good portion. Hallelujah. Choose what is necessary. This one thing and no one can take it away from you. You have options every day. You are presented with options. What will you choose? It is time if you have not chosen Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. It is time for you to choose him as Lord. Pray this simple prayer with me if you are ready to repent and ask Jesus into your heart as Lord and Savior. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I have done many things that don't please you. I have lived my life for myself only. I am sorry and I repent. I ask you to forgive me. I believe that you died on the cross for me to save me. You did what I could not do for myself. I come to you now and ask you to take control of my life. I give it to you. From this day forward, help me to live every day for you in a way that pleases you. If you prayed this simple prayer with me, please feel free to call me so we can discuss the first steps of salvation. My number is area code 231-349-1046. God bless you.